Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. I believe in this team and I believe in this city. That's why I'm especially proud to be the owner of the Oilers. Drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. A lot of work to do. My goal is to lead this team to become an elite team in the National Hockey League. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shannon. Canadian band of all time. Tragically hip. That'll light up the text line. Brendan Escott with you once again. It's the Thursday edition of Oilers Now. We've almost made it through the week, and we'd almost made it through the week without any major Oilers news, and then we woke up this morning to find out that the first domino has fallen up from the high offices of Ken Holland and the Edmonton Oilers. Craig McTavish uh, no longer with the Oilers franchise. He has accepted a head coaching job in the KHL. He's heading to Russia to coach Lokomotiv. Let's get the thoughts going early. 630-630 is the Heartland Ford text line. They are not your small-town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. People often text in saying the old boys club needs to be decimated, etc., etc. Craig McTavish uh, often roped in as part of that. He is no longer part of the Oilers organization. So let me know what you think at 6.30, we got a good one for you today, and it's all brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. I am uh, in once again here. I will be tomorrow as well. we got our heavy hitters because it's Thursday, 12.35. Louis DeBrusque checking in. We'll uh, get his thoughts on some playoff hockey. Of course, uh, what's transpired here in Edmonton with the Oilers this morning. And uh, I'm with that uh, video review. Or lack thereof. Hmm. 
The Sharks benefiting once more. I'm sure Fear the Finn will have something to say about that. But we'll get Louis DeBrusque's thoughts. We'll also get Brian Burke's thoughts coming up at 105, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. 135, uh, by the way, the Memorial Cup is coming up like soon, like tomorrow. And we're going to hear from Sam Cosentino. He's doing it for a long, long time for Sportsnet. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on some of the standout players, who the favorites are to take this tournament down, and of course the Oilers prospects, Ostap Safin and Halifax, Dmitry Samarukov in Guelph. They will both be on full display. So a uh, chance for Oilers fans to see what is coming through the pipeline. Pretty excited. That's coming up again at... Uh, 135. But uh, yeah, the news of the day. So Craig McTavish, after a long tenured stint with the Oilers in various roles, he is no longer with the team. Eight years as a coach between 2000 and 2009. Uh, he did. Ha he was behind the bench for the cup run in 05-06, losing in the finals to Carolina. Missed the playoffs the next three consecutive years and uh, was dismissed. Ended up coaching in the AHL for one year and then rejoined the Oilers organization uh, as the GM in 2013 to 2015, was demoted back down to senior vice president of hockey operations upon Peter Shirelli's hiring. So, you know what? Uh, much has been made throughout the course of the last couple of seasons, and particularly this one when there was much turnover at the top of the organization about when were some of the names that have been here through the decade of darkness going to start to fall or, or were they at all? Well, they brought in the outsider. They brought in Ken Holland and we heard nothing and nothing and nothing. And then the first move that he makes is to, uh, again, get rid of, uh, well, let me just preface all this because I don't want to go out on a limb. I don't know for sure that this wasn't Craig McTee stepping aside, but uh, regardless, he is uh, headed to the K. So the first move under Holland's regime, he's now got a hole to fill in terms of the senior vice president of hockey operations. Could Keith Gretzky be a fit there? Quite possibly. The texts are already rolling in. Like uh, like wildfire, wildfire rather, and uh, quite a few people saying uh, it was time for some change. And so... We'll get, uh, we'll get thoughts from the hockey minds that be. Uh, right now, though, I think we should shift gears a little bit into what is becoming somewhat of a controversy at the NHL level in these playoffs. I don't know that I've quite seen the repeat instances of officiating impacting games to no end. And it's... It, Seems to be happening a lot with San Jose, although I don't, I wouldn't read too much into that if I were you. Uh, but it's it's quite phenomenal. Last night in the San Jose St. Louis game in overtime, a pretty glaring hand pass from Timo Meyer into the slot. Eric Carlson ends up being the benefactor. But let's uh, let's hear it live from Westwood One Radio, brought to you by Direct Workwear. As we jump into the Oilers now audio vault, Direct Workwear is where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray and online at directworkwear.com. Here's how it sounded last night. In front of the net, the Nyquist, and they've scored! Carlson on the doorstep puts it in, and the San Jose Sharks win in overtime. 5-4 with 14.37 to go in overtime. It might be a hand pass here, Curbs. Yeah, but if they didn't see it, they can't review it. 
They're going to talk it over. I, I did see a hand drop. Jordan Bennington's aggravated. Is that a reviewable play? Nope. Timo, it's a hand pass, 100%. A popped-up puck, Timo Meyer. They're going to call it a goal, and the Blues just got toasted. A hand pass by San Jose, missed by Mark Jonette, Dan O'Rourke, Johnny Murray, and Matt McPherson. So there you go. We already have two officiating crews that didn't make it out of the second round, or was it the first round of the playoffs, uh, because of, of officiating gaffes. And this you're talking about Dan O'Halloran being one of the guys behind this. That's not an inexperienced official. So why is this happening? What is, what's going on? I'm really curious to hear what Brian Burke has to say, and there's been quite a few people stepping up, speaking out about the fact that uh, something has to change here. The problem is it's not as if there's some sort of long line of more qualified officials sitting around waiting to be brought into the fold. These are the cream of the crop. And most people would suggest to you that international referees don't do any better of a job than North American ones. So what, you know, where, where do we go from here? Well, Craig Berube, head coach of the St. Louis Blues, whose team lost last night in overtime in controversy, he had this to say. Do you think there was a hand pass and did you get any explanation? No explanation. Did you think it was a hand pass? Well, what do you guys think? Yes. Okay, then don't ask me. There's no reason to ask me. Well, we want to hear what you have to say. Nothing. I have nothing to say about it. What can he say? What can Craig Berube say? Well, Peter DeBoer was asked the same question, and he took the approach that the only approach, really, he could take. That's for Gary Bettman and the GMs. That's not for Pete DeBoer. I'm a coach. You know, if you want to talk, ask a question about the game, about rules and, and reviews and things, that, that's for GMs and, and Gary to decide. And they're going to have to take a long look at this. Eric Carlson, who was the benefactor of all this, was asked about the hand pass. Well, we weren't playing handball, were we? So we're playing hockey. I think, uh, you know, we deserve to win this game. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, I think that uh, neither team, you know, uh, drew the shortest stick on uh, any of the calls out there. So uh, it's a fair game. Hal out of Edmonton is texted 630-630. says, so we'll call back a goal after eight minutes of playing after an offside, but we won't review an overtime goal in the playoffs? It's rubbish. If I'm making the suggestion here, I think you need to make that a reviewable play. That's about as simple as we can make it. They probably would have liked to have taken another look at it. Yeah, priority one is to get it right in the first place. Video review is there when that doesn't happen. But they didn't even have the option because a hand pass is not is not a reviewable play at the NHL level. Uh, Jim out of Red Deer wants to weigh in on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Jim, you say it's not the ref's fault. You'd better expand on that one. Well, I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think it is the ref's fault for the simple reason is, is uh, we put so much on him. But why not use the, the video replay? Or, I mean, we've got guys in the, uh, in the uh, stands that could also look at it. I mean, there's lots of opportunity to do this. But the NHL has not learned from the Las Vegas uh, disaster, and they have not learned from this one until they get together and help these referees. And, and if, if video review is what we need to do, or you need another eye in the stand somewhere, let's use it. So, and you know what? It's kind of been implemented, Jim, in soccer in a, in a similar in a similar sense, where they have the the video assistant referee. Is that sort of what you're suggesting? You need the other eye in the sky to be able to buzz down when they're wrong. 
Well, you can't use video replay just for certain calls or for certain goals. It's either going to be used for everything or nothing. Because, I mean, uh, I mean, look at Las Vegas. If it was me, I'd be just fuming. And now St. Louis, that was a good game last night. And to lose it that way, either team is wrong. So, I mean, this league is going to start turning into a Bush League if they don't get this correct and start supporting the referees they put out there. They're only human, and they will make mistakes. But if they can't see it, let's bring another set of eyes, eyes in to help them. Agreed there, Jim. Thanks for the call. That was uh, Jim calling in on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That's brought to you by the Cult taking the stage at the River Cree June 7th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. That'll be an absolute rager. Uh, yeah, it's... I don't I don't know where they go from here other than they need to seriously review this. I can guarantee this will come up at general managers meetings, uh, ownership meetings. This is... When you start compromising the integrity of the game by, by having the outcome changed, not once, but twice in crucial, crucial junctures of hockey games. Yeah, Vegas probably should have killed the penalty a little bit better than they did, but that still affected the outcome, as did the situation last night. What's your suggestion? Why don't you text me at 6... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. 3630, we'll press pause right now. We'll come back with some of your thoughts on the Heartland Ford text line. Brendan Escott in today on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. My, oh my, are you guys fired up about this subject? Uh, I- yeah, we're going to postpone NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing because the phone lines are humming. We've got Jerry waiting here for a couple minutes. Jerry, you think that the NHL shouldn't use as much video review as they do? Yeah, I think so. Um, I just uh, I think they use it too much. Uh, leave it to the referees. They're down on the ice. They're the ones who should be calling the game. Do you think that the referees have become somewhat more tentative almost because there is the fallback of video review in some situations? Uh, you know, I don't know for sure if they've become uh, tentative to make calls. Uh, I mean, in this one, though, if they didn't see it, how could they possibly make the call? But, I mean, the fans go wild because, you know, everybody else can see it. But if it wasn't in their view, you know what? It's not world politics. It's still a game. It's entertainment. Appreciate it a lot, Jerry. Thank you. We'll go to Ralph on uh, line number three here. Ralph, uh, a double standard with fans. Well, so... Nobody, I think we can agree, Brandon, nobody saw what happened with Cody Aiken and Joe Pavelski. Right. But because of the outcome, the refs changed their call to a major penalty, which I think we could agree drastically changed the outcome of that game. Absolutely. And everyone was livid about it. In this case, 
they don't change their call because they didn't see it, and everyone's livid. So you're darned if you do, and if you're, you're darned if you don't. But I, I got to say, I agree with that last caller. I think part of sport is the human element, right? Players make mistakes all the time, and it costs their team the game. Mm-hmm. And if we just let robots officiate everything, what are you guys going to have to talk about on sports radio shows? <laughs> That's a good point, Ralph. Yeah, you know what? I tend to agree, and, and it, I think because it's still in its infancy, they're trying to find the line between having video review, interfering with stuff like you're suggesting, and, and having human error impact the results of a game, right? Like, would people be as fired up about this if it didn't result in the game-winning goal in overtime? Probably not. We appreciate Fair the enough. call there, Ralph. Uh, we're going to go to Alfred here on line one. Um, there we go. Alfred, what's on your mind? Um, just officiating. I think nowadays um, the game is so fast and they got fighting basically calmed right down. I think we should only have two refs on the ice. One linesman and just one referee. Uh, in the last two, three years, they've been getting in the way of play way too much. And I, I think there's too many bodies on the ice. That's a, it's you know what another end of the argument Alfred thank you very much for the call uh yeah you know what it's it's certainly up for debate and I I believe that the secondary referee and this is what I was sort of alluding to when you've got something to defer to when you're the ref in the offensive zone and you're relying on the ref who's trailing behind the play to pick up what's going on in behind you I think it, it just mentally it has to have an impact on you. And it's not your entire responsibility anymore to see the entire ice and you end up, okay, well, maybe the other guy's going to get it. That's just the way I see it. And we, we've started to see somewhat of a shift here and even more so with video review. I mean, there's nothing more of a headache to me than watching them percolate over an offside call that has absolutely no direct impact on a play. So they can put that up to video review and they can defer to something else on that. But we can't look at something that's going to change the outcome of a game. If anything, I, you know what? It's frustrating for the teams involved, but you can't tell me that this isn't going to spark change. It, and it's not going to happen mid-playoffs, as some textures have pointed out, of course. But it's going to have to go through a process and probably as, as soon as this offseason in order for this to be resolved. They've got to tweak it in a way that it's not directly impacting games. Uh, BM in Smoky Lake says, uh, just make use of the hand legal. Can't close the hand on the puck, but everything else is fine. Goals, passes, whatever. Well, <laughs> you know what? You give, you give athletes an inch and they, they take a mile in that regard. I think that might be a little bit of a stretch. I want to see you be able to use your feet. I think that's that's more realistic, but a totally different topic. Another one out of Edmonton here. How about get the refs out of the way and off the ice? Everything should be seen from above. Well, I'll tell you what a robot isn't going to do, and that's going to stop a scrum or, uh, you know, break up an intense altercation out on the ice. I think there is a spot for them to still be there, but help is needed, and in that situation, obviously. Anything reviewable, anything that leads to a goal should be reviewable, says James out of Edmonton, just like touchdowns in the NFL. A scoring play like that, for sure. I, you, you can't, <laughs> you can't have a, a, a direct impact there without it being up for review. In my opinion, an offside play like when Gabriel Landeskog is slow to get off the ice at his bench. Soccer got this right. 
soccer got that right. When there is no direct impact by that player when he's offside, then why is that even up for video review? Why can we review that and we can't review a goal uh, in the in the slot in overtime of a game three of the playoffs? Funny one out of St. Paul. Hey, maybe the refs can have a, a once a game, just not sure clause where they're allowed to phone upstairs. <laughs> hey, I think they're open to suggestion. JC and Stoney, am I the only one who saw Bowmeister kick the puck after it was swapped down? Was this motion that carried it further horizontally? Watch the replay. Listen, when I first saw the replay, I thought that it hit a stick. When it changed the direction, it definitely looked like it hit a stick or some part of something, whether it was Myers or the defenseman's. On the reverse angle, there's absolutely no way. Maybe the broadcast should stop showing detailed reviews, says Mike in Edmonton. Creates a lot of at-home officials, doesn't it? Trucker Dave says NHL officials are just terrible. They're the best in the world, guys, and they're going to make mistakes, but there is a reason that baseball still uses umpires instead of robots, right? <laughs> it, you can't take the human element out of it. Then you're, you're, you're tinkering with something way too much. But, again, change needed. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.